This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? I am with my wife today, and we're going to be ministering today. We're excited about this. Um, If it matters to God, um, no. What is it? It matters to you. It matters to God. So not all confused. (laughs) So if it matters to you, it matters to God, part four. Part four. This is the last block of this series. If you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, I would really encourage you to do so. It's really, um, the series is really about God's character, who he is, and how we relate to him. Uh, and I really believe it's encouraged people this month. People have really um, changed perspective on things. And it's also a faith booster because when you see who God is, when you understand who he is, it completely changes the way you live out your faith and how you relate to him and how you develop in relationship with him. It changes everything. It's good. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to cover, we're going to talk about relationships. So yeah. um, so today, the theme really for today, kind of the main thought is that God's desire um, is that we have a healthy relationship with him yeah. and others. Yeah. So, so let's pray. Father, we thank you mm-hmm. for today. We thank you for this word. And we just uh, come before you, Lord, and we ask that you anoint this yes, moment Lord. and speak to all of us yes, God. Uh, by your spirit yes. and let your word be implanted in the hearts of people on good soil so that it can produce fruit that remains. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so here we go. I'm going to jump right in and kind of give a little bit of the our notes here, and then my wife's going to read uh, Mark, uh, the book of Mark, uh, chapter 12 in a second. But um, we just want to kind of, when, it, when we talk about if it matters to you, it matters to God, like here's our first point. I'll just say it. And then I'll kind of read, just kind of share some of the notes and kind of see where we're going here. But let's allow the main thing to be the main thing, yeah. which is about life itself and our very existence is about our relationship with God in Christ and our relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for instance, like believing for things has its place, right? Like that, that, that that's part of our faith. It's part of our walk. Yeah. And being an expectation for outcomes is great. Or even specific outcomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah like something you are believing for. for. Yeah. Um, a thing you're believing for. It could be a breakthrough in your job, your finances. It could be uh, a, a promotion, a miracle, yeah. um, whatever, an outcome, something that is a could qualify as a thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so continue to believe for breakthroughs, yeah. okay, right? And so we don't want to take anything away from that, but that does have a certain place mm-hmm. in our faith, and it, it must be prioritized, okay? So with that said, but uh, we don't live for these events. Our life, we're, we're not living for outcomes entirely. Mm-hmm. That, that's not what life is about. Mm-hmm. Life is not about an outcome. Yeah, it's not about thing. what we can get or yeah. every, well, how we can establish ourselves or, yeah. or acquire goods. Yeah, all I, of that, that is a part, part of life. Yeah. Yes, 
right. but that is right. not all that life yeah. is about. Anybody ahead, else out there want go a ahead, good babe. retirement, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that in itself is not what life is about, right? So, so we live to know God and be known by him. And, and so we also live to love others or people. So life is about God and about people. And so there we go. Did you want to say anything else? No, before, okay. that was good. All right, so let's do this. That was my, good. That my, is the crux of everything. Yes, that's what it we're talking about. It is to know God and to be known by him and then to love your neighbor. So anyway, we're going to jump into Mark chapter 12, verse 28. If you guys haven't turned there yet, it's Mark, Mark chapter 12, verse 28. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There was no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, well said, teacher, you've spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. So that whole portion of verses yeah. is that God cares about our relationships deeply. It's what life is about, right? And so uh, our relationship with him and our relationship with others are how we engage with him, interact with him, how we treat others. Mm -hmm. And it says here, let me just reiterate the end of verse 33. He says that these two things, loving God and loving people, is more Say it with me, folks, more, more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices, more than their religious practice, more than the thing they do. And so what is it saying? That true worship always points back to our relationship with God and how we treat people, right? And so um, there you go. Um. So listen, I'm going to read from Matthew 23, 23. Turn there with, with us, Matthew 23, 23. Sorry, I just jumped into that. <laughs> but I'm going to read this quickly. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. I really love this scripture because it's very basic. Like our faith is just very simple. Justice, mercy, and faith. And we can't live a life of faith without these things. And we, a lot of times we put a lot of care into the things that don't really matter. Like he's talking about matters. Um, you've neglected the weightier matters, the things that are most mm. important, the yep. things that matter the most for the yes. sake of Way doing here. something, mm. for the sake of accomplishing something, for the sake of looking good to other people. That is That has nothing to do with what we're, why we're called to faith and why we grow in faith and what we're doing in our faith. Our faith, literally, everything we do, 
everything that we're put on this earth to do. And once we come to know Jesus, it is to love God and to love people. And my husband's just going to break down a little bit like mm. what this is speaking of when it speaks of mercy. What are we talking about here? Yeah. And he, once again, it's kind of like this correlation with, and obviously he is talking to Jewish people yes, that have gotten distracted or involved in religious duty and they've neglected what really matters. What really They're missing it. Yeah. So here comes Jesus, a, a learned rabbi who understands the law. I mean, he's God, but, but even just as a, <laughs> as the man, the man that he was, he was, you know, he was raised in the tradition and he went through the process. Yeah. He was a rabbi. Uh, they addressed him as teacher, as master, which represents, which means that he was any position of religious authority from a, cultural standpoint, he was in, he had authority in the religious world. Okay. And he's saying, you guys, you're missing it. You, you, you're, it's become about something it, sh it shouldn't be. And I believe we all have to be careful as believers that even our Christian life yeah. becomes about things and stuff that it, it's not as weighty as justice, mercy, and faith. And this is relational language. Yeah. Justice is for people mercy is toward people and faith is toward god it's it's relational okay and this word mercy interestingly enough the the literal definition of this word mercy it specifically speaks of a, a man a person showing mercy to another person and so I'll, I'll read this here so you can kind of see what jesus is saying is is let's not lose sight of what really matters. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we must make an effort and give attention to doing this relational thing well, yeah. right? And so specifically speaks, this word mercy in the Greek, specifically speaks of a mercy that is of men toward men. So this isn't, he's not, he's not talking about mankind, yeah. And so not, 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 not a man, it's, it's just, it's, it's Man relational. Yes. Yeah. Humanity. It's relation. It's a, it's a relational exchange. And this isn't the, this specifically isn't speaking of a mercy from God to us. It's a mercy toward us, but from us to other people. And so this word mercy means a readiness to help people in trouble. All right. And so, um, compassion, pity. And so there we go. So here's our next point. And we're going to get into some stuff, but my wife's really going to really, uh, touch on this stuff. This is kind of, she's, she's been waiting for this part of the night. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've been, no, this is good no. because you know what? We it's need the, the foundation. foundation. It's the foundation. You have to have the foundation right. because all of this comes yes. from that. If yes. you don't understand yes. the, basic the basic foundation yeah. of our faith, right. you cannot understand yeah. the extension of it. It won't come out of you the way God intended it to if you yeah. don't understand where it begins. Right. So, Yes. The, this part is important. No, it is. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think he just likes to, he likes the, to provide context yes. and, and understanding yeah. of what was happening. Yeah. I think that's so important when you're reading the word and yes. understanding the right. word. Yes, this was a for specific group of people, but there are um, principles, principles and and applications yes. that yeah. that are relevant to us today. Of course. So he might have been speaking to them in their time for yeah. that people for a specific reason. But um, the the principles, the the um, 
guidelines of faith remain the same. It's not different. Like he's not telling one people this and then we just get to live our lives however we think we should. No, this is very clear for all of us um, in context with where we are. It's amazing how relevant Jesus's teachings are today. Mm. We're talking about justice, mercy, Mm. and faith. Look at our society. Like how relevant is that today? Um, It's the the word of, that's what I love about the word. I'm sorry, I'm going on a little tangent. But that's what I love about the word of God is that it is relevant. It hasn't lost its relevancy. It hasn't been diluted in any way. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's more potent now for us than ever before. And that just continues. That is why our faith um, has longevity and is eternal because his word never fails. His word can Mm -hmm. go through every, every generation, every situation, every world, um, experience all the things we're experiencing in the world all of these things the word of god is still relevant to us today and that's what i love about the word of god i love that that we can read it and be like man that is so true but it's Mm -hmm. just as true today as it was when jesus said it yes think about that (laughs) but anyway go ahead which leads us to our next point (laughs) and i know we know this it sounds so basic we've probably heard a million times but in context of this message and this series that if it matters to you, it matters to God. Here it is. God is relational. Period. I mean, <laughs> I'll say it again. God is relational. Yes, he is. And you know what? He's. We've seen that all through scripture. And we'll both jump in on yeah. this mm-hmm. portion. But um, in, in week one of this, I kind of shared about God's character. And we looked through Old Testament, New Testament scripture to see how God has been consistent in who he is. And when we say that God is relational, it is one of those phrases we hear all the time. God's relational. He loves or, relationships. Yeah. He wants you to grow and yeah, thrive. Yeah, it's not a religion. It's about no, a relationship. It's about a rel- yeah. We hear all of those um, Christian um, colloquialisms all the time. But um, look at this. When we look at scripture, we can look at Noah. God saved Noah's whole family. Not because of his family, but because of Noah. It says that Noah found favor in the eyes of God. And then when the storm was coming, it says Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. This is in Genesis, Genesis 6 and Genesis 7. But because of Noah's favor, his family was saved. God cares about your family. He cares about those in close relationship with you. The same can be said of Rahab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so God saved Rahab's whole family. We know the story. uh, Might touch on it a little bit, but let me read this. Joshua 6, verse 25. Mm -hmm. Okay? So they're about to invade Jericho, (laughs) and Rahab's like, look, I got your back, basically. (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm paraphrasing. Um, But look, Joshua 6, 25 says, but Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family. (laughs) And all who belong to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. All right. So God is relational. And he cares. Yes, he does. He cares about your family more than you do. (laughs) And then we have Joseph as well. Yep. Joseph, basically, we can't get into the details of Joseph because his story is so extensive. But um, if you look in Genesis 45, it really talks about how Joseph was able to provide for his family. He was able to do what no one else was able to do because of his position, Mm -hmm. because of 
his favor with God and with man, he was able to then provide protection, food. His family got mm. to eat. The, the earth was in a famine. And because of his position, he was able to provide for his family. And that just speaks to the faithfulness of God. He couldn't know that when his brothers threw him in a pit, that he was going to one day be the one to be able to provide for them and to provide safety and provision for them. God knows and he cares. Sometimes when you're going through those hard things, mm -hmm. it's hard, but God knows the outcome and he's faithful in that as well. And if there are people who matter to you, here's the point, it matters to God too. All right, once again, um, I, I know we know this, but I believe this is a healthy reminder because if we're honest, if we do do a stock of maybe the focus of our life, maybe over the last week, maybe the last year, maybe, and, and we, we really think about, am I, it's a good question, am I truly valuing my relationship with God above everything else? Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> and really am I valuing the people that God's put in my life yeah. over everything else? And so those are good questions. And I believe we have to, make a conscious effort to be centered again yeah. and again and again and again yeah. and not because in our nature we drift right we we drift we we, we <laughs> if we're not careful even our what we believe is true theologically scripturally yeah. we can drift yeah. and it can become something other than the main thing exactly it's and, so easy. Yeah, and it happens to all. It happens to all of us. Everybody. So like, like that's why we go to church at seven day every seven days, right? No, I'm serious. Like, there's something about yeah. that in the heart of God. Like, man, y'all need y'all need this rhythm. Refocus. Refocus. In the yeah. rhythm of life. Yeah. That's why we do devotions, like, because if you know, we gotta daily return to God. And what I love about that too is Jesus modeled that for us. Like Jesus was yes. out there doing ministry. He yes. was there healing people. Yeah. He was there preaching and yeah. teaching. But then he always, always found time to go and pray off by himself, to spend time with the Lord. Like this isn't something we're speaking of, just pulling it out, like just because it sounds good. No, this is actually in Jesus's practice. When he lived on this earth, he would pour out but then I believe part of it, and this is just me reading it and just like, he went off often. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're doing so much, you lose focus mm -hmm. on why you're doing what you're doing. And mm -hmm. I really believe, because in Jesus's humanity, the human side of Jesus, the human part of him when he was here, um, he wanted to refocus. He wanted to spend time with the father. He wanted to, yeah, he wanted to continue to cultivate that. So then mm -hmm. he could mm -hmm. then express the father's love mm -hmm. in all that he did. If Jesus had to do it, we definitely have to do it. <laughs> we are not like right. the son of God here, right. like come yeah. to earth and right. that we are not the reincarnated. Like right. this is not, this is um, humanity. We need Jesus. Yes. Period. Yes. We need him. Every day. We need him. So don't think that, oh, I go to church on Sunday, yeah. so I'm good. I've no, no, no. The Lord. No, 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 no. Right. You have to create a rhythm. And this, we're about to jump into cultivating and developing healthy relationships. Yeah. And But it comes first right. from cultivating the most important relationship. Yeah. What is most important? Who is most important? Jesus yeah. is most important. 
what he calls me to do is most important. The expression of him and all that I do is most important. So all of that, all of what you do in life stems from a healthy relationship with the Lord. So good. So here's our next point. Uh, relationships are worth cultivating and developing. All right. So this refers to relational hopes, desires, marriage, friendship, family, and even our spiritual family, our church family. So mm -hmm. God cares about these relationships too. Like every, every one, this is the most important thing in life yeah. is once again, our relationship with God and then our relationship with others. So, um, we mentioned a few things. There's marriage, friendship, family, your spiritual family. But in marriage, that's we're going to break each one down just for a little bit. But in marriage, he wants you to be with the person who fuel, he, who fuels his purpose in you. He marriage. This is why marriage is so important to him because who you connect with matters. Who you marry matters. Who you're planning on spending the rest of your life with that matters. Outside of salvation, that is one of the most important yeah. decisions you could ever make in your life. Good. And I can't tell you how um, we we pastor and we counsel people and 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 um, we're not counselors, but we we counsel people Provide. in faith. Yes. Um, how do we do this God's way? How do we do this the right way? And there have been so many times in conversations with couples, various stages of marriage, or even not even married yet, where some of this stuff, people desire to be married so much that they then once they meet a person, they start neglecting the things that are most important. The weightier things. The weightier things. A person you invite into your life that you're thinking of marrying, thinking of spending the rest of your life with, should know what you value the most. And you don't adjust and adapt your life for this person in the respect that, oh, they're, the they can't things, come to yeah. church with me on Sunday anymore, so I'm not going to come. No, 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 no. Like, your, your essentials remain essentials. And this person adapts to your essentials just like you adapt to theirs. And we're talking about healthy essentials here. We're yeah, not yeah, talking about, like, right. crazy, ridiculous yeah. things that are... We're talking about in the context of a healthy... Um, developing and growing relationship. Like when we met, I'm like, I am going to church. I We can't talk at this time because I'm at church at this time. We can't um, have a date on this night because we have church that night yeah. or I'm committed to something else that night. Like I get that you make time for the person that you're growing and developing with. But what is most important, when I met him too, he was so involved. He was more involved in church than I was. <laughs> he was there like almost every night. When he wasn't at school, he was at church. And I was like, you are legit committed. Because <laughs> sometimes we wouldn't talk and I was on a different time zone. So we wouldn't talk until after he left church. If you, if you, if marriage is important to you, it is even more important to God. He cares about it more than you do. Don't let someone, you don't want someone who just celebrates you, but they want, you want someone who's going to celebrate God's plans for you. How can I help develop that in you? And how do you keep what's most important, the main thing, even in the context of relationship, you have to be intentional about it. Yeah. And that purpose is key. It is. That, that relationship, we don't, you don't compromise convictions. No. 
Like no. true, I, and I, <laughs> I understand we change yes. because of marriage. Things change. My habits change. Yeah. But there's ones that should not change, or if they change, they actually change for the better because of the relationship. Yeah. There are just convictions. Your relationship with Jesus should be fueled uh, as a result of this person. Not taken away from you. Should yeah. not feel that that most important relationship has now is, been sacrificed. Is, that yeah. we don't sacrifice that. Mm -mm. Yeah, we Jesus don't. comes first because we, in eternity, we, right, right. <laughs> I'm spending right. my life right. with yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be married on the other side. What? Yeah. So um, it's like we actually sacrifice other things for God. Yeah. Right. That that yeah. that's the healthy. If we want to grow spiritually, that that, that matters in a relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It does. And so next, so marriage. Uh, we won't. We, we, we can talk can about. Go yeah, so for, much into that. Yeah, we'll for sure. So we'll touch on this one. Um, but uh, friendship. And so if you think about the the paralytic man that was lowered through the roof in Mark chapter two. Um, you know, these were friends. This is what friends do. That is legit. They make a way for them like, to we're get to Jesus. Carry you to Jesus, and we're going right. to open up right. somebody's roof so yeah. you can get yeah. your healing. Yeah, that is a true friend. That's friendship. <laughs> yeah, that's friendship. He cares about your friendships. He cares about the people who are in your life, who are there to support you, to challenge you, to uh, encourage you. Um, God cares about those people. Just as much as you do, even more so. He cares about them. He, he values them because you value them. And yeah, and also, I mean, we, we can't, we could talk about these for oh, months. man. But family, we're just going through relationships, right? So family, and, and in our notes here, we kind of wrote, like, sometimes because of the families we come from and the humanity in our families, which is every family, like, they can be complicated. <laughs> they are. Families they are, are complicated. They're complicated. They Some are. may be more complicated or vexing than others. Just because of what's in there spiritually could yeah. be either either strong spiritual environment, which is healthy, and others could be um, even veering. And I'm not trying to sound too extreme here, but like where things in our families could actually be demonic. And, and there's just stuff in there that's just unclean, not of God at all. And then because of those spiritual things, those, those things that aren't of God, those dark spiritual things, we need to have boundaries. Yeah. But family... Um, matters to God. Did you want to touch on anything else on that one? No, no. Okay. I mean, that's pretty basic. And then you have your spiritual family. Yeah. Um, sometimes in lieu of a natural family, God will bring you a spiritual family. Yes. The areas in life where you've lacked, mm -hmm. um, God is like, in me, you can find these things. Like, I, I love that because we will be lacking things in this world. Right. We cannot escape the natural things of this world, whether it's a challenging relationship with a parent, uh, a husband, uh, a brother, a sister, God can be all the things that you need. This is why we say your relationship with him is most important. And then it extends out because where you've lacked in real life and just every day, God is like, let me be your provider. Let me be your friend. I will be your dad. I will be your nurturer, your comforter. I will protect you. I will provide for you. He is good. And he is faithful. So he cares about these things even more than you do. So with that said, now we want to just get in some practical ways to cultivate your relationships. Okay, yeah. so we kind of talked about the big picture, love God, love people. And then we just talked about the maybe 
context relationships. Every relationship has a different context, yeah. right? There's spiritual family, family, friends, marriage, home life. So now <laughs> practical ways to cultivate. Yeah. Um, these are going to be very yeah. simple things. Simple, but hopefully <laughs> challenging. Yes. Go. Don't avoid the hard things. What? Listen. <laughs> Any healthy relationship yeah. is going to have hard moments. Yeah. When you're hurt, say you're hurt. When you're angry, say you're angry. Like, work it out. Yes. Because good relationships require effort. Mm -hmm. You cannot have right. a great relationship right. without effort being made. So you cannot avoid the hard things. Right. You have right. to engage. And I know some of us will defer to personality. And we'll say, well, it's not really, I'm not really a confrontational person, but listen. You don't have to be confrontational. <laughs> it's, not confrontational. it's about being honest yes. and truthful about where you are. Yeah. If that causes conflict, then it's conflict that is worth having. Right. Because what you're feeling in a certain situation, in the context of a healthy relationship, yes. matters. Yes. It matters. Right. And the reason we're willing to do the hard things is because... They matter. Like, they're worth it. Yes, they are. And when we don't do that, we're actually saying this relationship it's is not much. worth it. Yeah, it's too much for me. Whether consciously, subconsciously, or otherwise, we're, we're saying, in effect, it's not worth it. But I'm telling you, it is worth it. It is. It is. And God is saying it's worth it. it Jesus, is. in his earthly ministry, had no problem having a hard conversation with the people he was doing life with, right? The disciples, yeah. yeah. Peter, he he's like, always, look, Peter, always talking about those Peter, things. right? You know? <laughs> so, poor Peter, he, poor gets Peter. Called out he gets called out all the time. The but, time. He, he, but um, you know, that, that, <laughs> and there was longevity in Peter beyond yeah. those confrontational moments. And Jesus, as a man that walked the earth with these gentlemen, they had the hard conversations. Here's the next one, leave room for mistakes. We talked about mercy. We talked about this a little earlier. You are not perfect. You are not perfect. So don't expect perfection from others. Like right. if you need grace, yeah. so does everybody Show else. Grace. Like you, what you have been given, you are now required right. to extend to others. We do not have the option. We are not um, judge and jury here. God is. He gets the final say. He's given us instructions right. on how to navigate difficult right. relationships right. and when we do it in the way that he intends for us to do it we find a peace in that so even if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to you can be like god i was obedient to what you've asked me to do and i didn't see the outcome i wanted and god's like you know what i don't always give you what you want but sometimes it's just an act of obedience in doing what he's asked us yeah. to do yeah. so listen you gotta leave room for mistakes. Mm -hmm. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And just as much as you yeah. want people yeah. to forgive you, yeah. you are going to have to then think about forgiving others when they make mistakes too. Right. Because you can't be in a relationship without having to exercise forgiveness. It's impossible. <laughs> and you cannot be in a relationship and expect that put an unhealthy expectation on yourself that I'm just going to do this perfectly and right. No, that, that's not going to happen either. So it's like, it doesn't matter how safe it's like you this. are. It doesn't like, matter how long you've known right. Jesus, you're still going to encounter challenges. Yeah. And hey, um, show grace 
to others and and allow your give yourself some grace too. Yeah. We're in the middle of a of a relate of a counseling uh, a couple that's about to get married, and that's kind of one of our main encouragements to them is look, it's it's gonna you, you're gonna make mistakes, <laughs> so be don't hard. beat yourself up <laughs> be hard. thinking you need to be some kind of at some level that's just no. not real, and then also. Um, don't beat the other person up either. No. Right. You should be like this. Well, I've seen this, and why aren't you doing? Listen. Grace. Grace. We all need it. We all need it. And we all need to give it. Yes. Amen. So next one, be intentional. Yeah. Re good relationships require intentionality. Um, and I know that sometimes this is is um, dependent upon season and stuff like that because. I know for me, just being a mom, sometimes it's hard to like really maintain relationships and cultivate relationships the way that I used to because life changes. It's just, it is what it is. And I don't, you sometimes don't have the bandwidth or capacity to do what you used to do. However, you can still be intentional in how you connect with people when you do have those moments on how you um, communicate and, 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 um, foster those things. So you don't get to say, I don't have any friends, um, but you're not making efforts to be friends with people invite yeah. you out. You're like, no, I just want to go home. But there are people who are inviting you out and, and you're saying you have no friends. That's why you have no friends. Like you have to actually put your step into the uncomfortable a little bit to experience some new things. Yeah. Don't say that this place that I'm in or this church that I'm in, um, isn't for me. Um, the people aren't warm and friendly. They don't really minister to my needs, but you've never actually been honest or vulnerable about where you are. So people can actually effectively help you. <laughs> like we're not all going to be sitting, being led by the spirit and know every little thing about your life. Some things have to be expressed. And that is where, um, camaraderie, um, vulnerability, because you find out that people are a lot more like you than you thought. And you, you find out that, oh, I can be honest and truthful with this person. And that's the healthy aspects of community mm -hmm. and being intentional about finding community. And sometimes even as like, there's one thing, I say this all the time, there's one thing that is consistent about life, change. If there's one thing, you cannot fight change. Change is coming your way. It's going to happen. So even as we navigate these relationships and we talk about being intentional, we talk about being vulnerable, we talk about um, um, making, doing the hard work, like all of these things come as a result of growth and change. You don't want to be the same person you were 10 years ago. You don't want to be that person. You want to grow and develop and change. And this is what comes as you're growing and developing and changing, it means that you have to be intentional mm -hmm. about your relationships. In this season, I have to be intentional about relationships. I have to fight. Sometimes I have to fight to make time for relationships. Yeah. I have to fight for it. I'm like, I, I'm going to have to squeeze in a space here. Are you good here? Let's do it here. And But it has to be. If I need it, they need it, you got to fight for it. It's good. Here it is. Romans 12.10. Okay, and then my wife's gonna mention something here on our notes, but I wanna read this verse. It kind of really speaks to this relational thing and kind of stepping out there. But look, yeah. at, look at this, it's the challenge. Speaking to you now, speaking to me, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. 
It's not about just sitting around passively and saying, well, you need to do this for me. No, <laughs> you know, we, we're, if we want friends, we need to show ourselves friendly. <laughs> so once again, I'm going to read it one more time. Romans 12, 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Yeah. Listen, we're going to get ready to close here, but just remember that none of this, as we talk about navigating and working through these hard relationships, none of this is at the expense of your relationship with the Lord. Remember, we, we established that from the jump. He is number one, the number one priority. Everything I do is an expression of what he's done for me, what he's doing in me, and it comes out of me for others. Yes, and um, sometimes, like even as pastors, we have to consciously think this way. Mm -hmm. um, and we're kind of summarizing here. We're going to yeah. share two more points, but kind of summarizing what we're, what we're talking about. Sometimes, and I'll just speak for myself. Sometimes I have to consciously think, even as a pastor, wait, like I just think to myself, wait, this person <laughs> is more important than all this stuff. And let me read from my notes. And here, here's another question I have to ask myself. How do I authentically love this person even though the stuff surrounding the situation is a little messy or maybe a lot messy. And sometimes if even I, I'll speak as pastors, I talk to pastors, I'm around pastors. Sometimes, you know, even in pastors, you would think, man, that's an amazing thing to say yes to, to just serve, love and care for people. The pastors have their moments too. And if, and if I'm not careful, then even pastors sometimes struggle with a lot of offense and bitterness because of just people coming and going, right? And so I think I think one thing that, that, that is liberating even as a pastor saying, wait a minute, this is about them. Yeah. Regardless of what they choose to do, I am going to choose to love, forgive, and be there for them no matter what, all right? So even as pastors, we have to think this way. We must choose to serve and love the person, person over everything else every time. Which leads, right, to this. Because loving people unconditionally doesn't mean we allow them to walk all over us. Mm -mm. Loving people unconditionally doesn't mean we position ourselves as a victim, mm -mm. right? Um, <laughs> so we can be strong and confident yeah. and um, not put ourselves in a place of being abused or harmed yeah. in any way, yeah. uh, you know, but still love them. And so here it is. This is the point that all relationships need boundaries. Okay, some, I think sometimes, we'll talk about this a little yeah. bit, but sometimes we look at boundaries and we talk about them in the context of unhealthy, like boundary. <laughs> but no, hey, this relationship here with Chris Gell and I, there's boundaries, honor, yes. respect. Yes. There's boundaries we don't cross. And when we do, we apologize, we talk about it. We, in our nature, we're going to cross boundaries that are not right. It's, it could be tone. Mm -hmm. It could be language. It could be body language. Mm -hmm. And it could be a number of things. But here is the point is like to cultivate and develop healthy relationships. We must understand boundaries. Yeah. Healthy relationships have boundaries. Unhealthy relationships have boundaries. Relationships, period, need boundaries. And sometimes you learn those over yeah. time. But it's very important to set those up in the context of healthy relationships as well, not just unhealthy relationships. Yeah. And then the last point here. Here's the last point. Yeah. Relationships are worth fighting for. Okay. Because or, God is a relational God. Yes. And, and or we say it this way. People yes, are worth fighting for. They like, are. And if a relationship ends for whatever reason, let's say it ends, maybe 
let's just say you're serving the Lord, you're going for the Lord, this person falls away and like it just changed the relationship and the, the, it's just not there, or it can be a number of reasons. That doesn't mean that we even discard that person or, okay, I'm done with them. Okay, forget them. No, like, you know, you, you, you want to be able to even part ways with people in a healthy way. Yeah. And when those boundaries become literally definitive, like that you can still have a heart to pray for them, to love them, and to be there for them in some context if they should return in some way. Yeah. Okay, but the point is, it's always about people. Always. always. Like we always. don't we don't just talk about people like they're just trash. Or even if they've done something wrong, we, 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 we must not... Um, harbor unforgiveness or bitterness that'll destroy us okay so there's what worth fighting for so here's the point we're going to leave, leave it with this when offended why because you're going to be offended it's not always. if always jesus said offenses will come so when you're offended when okay this, <laughs> when okay it doesn't matter what when when w-h-e-n when offended <laughs> pray forgive process and if can. it can work out talk to that person i'm going to say it again when you're offended pray Forgive, process, and if at all possible, talk to that person. Here's another one. When offended, do not discard the person because of a moment. And right? I think, too, it's important to remember, and I'll say this quickly, that um, there's always hope. Mm -hmm. God yes. died. Jesus died for everybody. So no one is outside the possibility of redemption and hope and salvation. And I think when we have that context of God loves all people, we can then forgive. We can then walk that out in our everyday lives. We love you and we hope and pray that this was encouraging and challenging for you love in you your guys. spiritual growth. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.